Discover how you can green your life by building a knowledge base of current sustainable and eco-savvy trends. This series will delve into hot topics, current standards and practices, ways to design better spaces, and specify materials that benefit not only us as consumers, but the world as a whole. Members of Caragreen, as sustainable materials distributors, and other industry leaders weigh in throughout the series. This is Build Green, Live Green. Hi, this is Jessica with Build Green, Live Green, and today we are here with Doug Barlett from Board. He is the CEO of the company. Hi, Doug. Hi, Jessica. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. So it's great to have you on. Happy New Year. I think we're just getting to the end of when you have to keep saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for inviting me today. I'm looking forward to it. And it's nice to get a launch like this into the new year. Yes, I agree. I agree. So um, tell us a little bit about Board, kind of how you founded it. Um, you know, what, what, got you, what got you interested in this product category? Uh, well, our company has been involved in product design and development for commercial spaces for many years, um, since 2005. Um, so we had been uh, developing products uh, in that uh, area for all those years. And, and around 2008, um, we could see that there was going to be a need for a, acoustic design-driven treatments in in offices as it all went to open plan. So there's a lot of history about that that transition from conventional office space and the way things were laid out with furniture into the new style of open plan, which which led to us getting involved in that area. And um, and so that was a very early stage of kind of the uh, acoustics industry as it relates to um, to the uh, commercial providers. Mm-hmm. that would be selling furniture, wall systems, that kind of thing. So it was very early on. Um, the brand uh, was founded in 2010, but we had actually started working in that area in 2008. Okay. And so can you talk a little bit about um, what Board is as a product, what it's made out of and how it's kind of you know, evolved from this idea of addressing acoustics within an office space to actually almost being like a, like a design tool now? Sure. Um, the uh, base material itself is actually uh, derived from plastic water bottles for them. Uh, and it, in fact, is about typically around 60% recycled content. Um, it's referred to in, in, uh, in the recycling industry as PET plastic, of which there's different types of PET. But uh, anyways, it, it, it comes from recycled water bottles. Um, one good thing about that is that recycling that type of plastic is low energy use. It's one of the more, more efficient raw materials or, or post-consumer materials rather um, that can be recycled efficiently. Hmm. And that means less, less energy in terms of electricity, no wastewater. So it's a very important material for recycling for that reason. But another really important reason is that it, um, the degradation period of a plastic water bottle in the environment is super long. They estimated that between mm-hmm. 700 and 1,000 years. So we have to do something about this. So um, that, that is the, that's the base material. There's more to learn about how it gets turned into a semi-rigid easeboard sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's several steps in the process, quite interesting for those that take, take an interest in that kind of thing, but, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, that kind of material. The other thing I'll mention in terms of acoustics, why it works well is that because it's all laid up 
very fine fibers of different lengths that uh, actually uh, create the acoustic, uh, uh, you know, characteristics of the material because it's technically it's a non-woven, meaning that yeah. fibers are all laid up in many different directions, creating kind of, you know, all kinds of multitude of kind of sound traps. If you really want to call it that, it, it, yeah. it's excellent at slowing down sound energy passing through the material. Okay, I get it. Yeah, so almost like almost kind of like insulation in the sense that the fibers are all kind of intertwined. Um, it it but does work that like, way. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so it's also you know the timing of the open office plan was you know it was kind of a it was kind of a design community thing, but it sort of it your your product introduction sort of intersected with you know this real big push towards sustainability. So those two things together were kind of like the perfect storm for for this product category and for ESO board as an acoustic panel. That's correct. Yeah. Both those things happen to be converging around the same time. And, and um, I, I am originally from the office furniture business. So I saw it happen firsthand because I, in the, in the earlier part of my career, you know, back in the nineties and early two thousands, it's heavily involved in fitting up entire office buildings with partition systems like cubicle systems, government yeah. jobs and all kinds of things. Um, yeah. and, and in those days, you know, um, those systems actually had good acoustical performance because they had insulated materials, sound insulated right. materials inside li literally two inch thick partitions. Right. 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 When that all and so highly efficient acoustic performance. And then you had drop ceilings, which all went away as well. Yeah. Same time as those workstations yeah. went away. And, and then all of a sudden there was nothing on the floor either. The carpet started going away too. So right. there was nothing left to absorb sound, virtually nothing. And it happened in a relatively short period of time. Yeah. Well, at the same time too, you know, come from our perspective, not the furniture side, but on the design side, you know, there was also this, this, you know, this, this dated look to these kind of fabric wrapped panels and mm -hmm. these, you know, the Armstrong ACT ceiling, you know, and, and people mm -hmm. were looking for something different too. So again, the perfect storm for this product category at a time when, you know, people were also starting to gravitate towards kind of whites and grays, which I know, you know, we can talk about colors, but you guys have mm -hmm. those whites and grays. And now you're seeing this shift back towards, towards colors, um, mm -hmm. you know, which you guys also have. And, and again, I, I really, I really think of ESO board as kind of an acoustic design tool um, that you guys offer people. Yeah, we, we've taken it several steps farther, as you know, our conversations about what we've done in terms of our vertical integration steps to start making our raw materials uh, in North America with North American uh, fibers and so on. And we put a lot of time and investment in that direction. And we, we had decided to do that, um, you know, be, before COVID. And so mm -hmm. going back to kind of like 2018, we were front runners in this industry in a, in a way. And, yeah. you know, so, you know, early on, as I was explaining, but um, so we, again, we're kind of casting forward and seeing, okay, there's a lot of strengths about this material and how, what it can do and, and how it can get done. The weakness that I could see was in the supply chain. Yes. In limitations on versatility in terms of material thickness, performance, and let, let's talk about color, right? Yeah. What can you do? Because color is important. And well, and, and I think it's important. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to know industry wide that there are a lot of people in the acoustic panel space. But what we're talking about here are really the areas where Easo board differentiates. Anyone can mm -hmm. source 
you know, a four by eight panel and cut it into different shapes. But mm -hmm. you guys aren't just, you know, you're not just saying I have office dividers and I have ceiling baffles and I have wall panels and I have tiles and I have, um, you know, intricate, you know, these, these complicated, complex systems, but you're mm -hmm. saying, you know, I can do more. I can take that raw panel and other core materials and, you know, really bring them to life with different um, materials. Well, it's a really interesting study uh, that, you know, and, and we at the Easyboard, we love to continue to learn. We put a lot of time and energy into R&D, and that is a mm -hmm. undeniable fact, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, so that relates to fiber combinations and, and layers. As you know, we have the program called Easel Layers, which is literally, yep. as it's described, it, it's a layers of material all made out of the same content for the most part, although you can have different surfaces if you want of a decorative nature. We test for that. Right. But um, it's interesting because uh, they all affect acoustic performance in sometimes surprising ways that you wouldn't expect. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's counterintuitive. Sometimes mm -hmm. you would think the more density you put into a panel, let's say, you know, like uh, you, you're trying to make a one inch panel. Let's say you're doing that. Right. And we're making that for you. You have a project and you kind of have an idea what you want to do. Yeah. Um, so, so sometimes if you increase the amount of, you make the panel more dense by adding more fiber in different types of mm -hmm. maybe fiber, sometimes it goes the other way where the acoustic performance actually goes down as opposed to up. So that's kind is of that counter. Because there's less, is that because there's less air to kind of trap in there? Or? In part, yes, that's correct. There's a tipping okay. point, you see, like there's a point of, of uh, diminishing, diminishing returns. Return. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And these things you don't really know until you actually go there with that and make that panel and test it. And, and then you learn, oh, that didn't work. And you go yeah, back. And you guys and have say, done all the, yeah. And, and you guys have done extensive testing on, on all of your materials. Um, have to. And I think, yeah. 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 I mean, it, you can't, you know, that, that's, that's where, that's where the kind of the rubber meets the road, I think in this industry is the people that have, have done the testing and, and have the, have that kind of um, proof in, or in, you know, in your case, you've got some, some patented systems um, mm -hmm. that, you know, take, take these systems even further, making not just easier for the designers to specify these materials that are exactly what they need, but also for the, it's easier for the installers to install your materials. Well, that's right. So be, because we took the vertical integration step, meaning that we're making all the raw materials, then it means now that we're going right from the fiber state, like as I was describing, right through to the end product. And we understand the behavior and performance each, each step of the way. And that's a very interesting process to follow. Um, and, and we bring all that to the table on projects with our clients and, and working with our partners like Kara Green. I mean, you know, half of the time we spend is, is in educating our partners and our customers on what works for them, what won't, and, and, and things that relate to the combinations of all the things I just mentioned, because all of it comes to play in the end result. Yeah, and I think what I love about Boards acoustic systems and panels well, several things, but one of the things I like is the ability to work with you to find the right solution for the customer, whether it's based on the area they have to do it in or whether it's based on the budget they have um, mm -hmm. to, to get an acoustic system. Because sometimes someone may want something incredibly elaborate, but Easel Board will work with them to find something that 
meets their budget. It may, you know, be just kind of a pared down version, or it may, you know, it may just be a, a better layout that saves them money by using less material. That's right. Um, and I would add to that probably 75% or, or maybe even a bit more of the project work that we do is, is custom in one way mm -hmm. or another, whether it's the, from the, right from the raw material based on the performance required, but then going through to, you know, the building space that it happens to be going into, whether it's on the ceiling or on the wall, we're always dealing with, you know, all these uh, custom applications, which we invite. We like that. And we have teams set up for it. So from our R&D team in the material, they, they interact directly with our end product designers and engineers. And that's an excellent flow. You know, that that, yeah. that really differentiates us from any of the competition out there virtually. You know, like mm -hmm. we it's right, right from A to Z. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, that's a differentiator. I think, um, you know, the the U.S. and, and Canada based sourcing is a differentiator. Mm -hmm. And then another big one you mentioned is the ease of layers. And I think it would be great if you could um, just kind of point the audience towards that tool, because I think it's important that designers understand that you have this tool that you can go specify the color you want on one side, the color you want on the other side, and the core material you want to use and how thick you want it. So it's taking beyond just this pre-dyed panel that everyone else mm -hmm. offers, and you're allowing them to choose the colors. You can have it be you know, pink on this side and pink on this side, or you can mm -hmm. have it be red on one side and green on the other. And sometimes you know, they like to have that one visual approach from one direction and a visual approach from the other direction. Um, and there's not a lot of um, ways to do that outside of laminating maybe two pre-dyed panels together. You got you guys can do that and allow them to fully customize. Yeah, so that that's a very good point. And it is a very important tool. Um, we call it the, the configurator. It's always referred to. It's on easyboard.com on the website. You go to materials and then you click on materials on the main menu, and then it will lead you to that configurator. And so then it, it's really kind of a, um, I guess you could say it's an augmented reality sample builder. Okay. And so uh, it, it takes you through the steps to build the sample. And you have this kind of avatar sample sitting there that you can spin around. And as you go through the specification steps, which they really are, because you're specifying mm -hmm. the color you want on side one, you're yep. specifying what you want for the core material, both by thickness and by acoustic performance and by color on the yep. core. And then you'll yep. go to side two and you say, okay, you know, and then you're going to flip the sample around and have a look at it. Okay, what's on, do I need something on side two? It's going on the wall. Maybe you don't. But if it's being hung from a ceiling and you want decorative colors, be it one or two or whatever, uh, yep. then, then you're going to have a look at that. At that point, when you finish that exercise, uh, it's going to you're going to hit uh, submit, and then it, it after putting in your ship to information and some basic information, um, then uh, at that point it gets uh, it gets you get an email with that order. It goes to our sample production team and literally is made for you at that time. And it's yeah, a really good fantastic. process, and, and we it really helps. And I'm really happy to have made that investment because it not only is important to what we do and what we can offer, but it's it's nice to see the volume pick up, you know, because we just yep. launched it sometime last year, really. And and yep. now I can see, because I see that stuff coming through. Yes. And, and I like to watch yep. it because it's building. I know. You're like me. I'm, I am a, like the gatekeeper for all new things. 
I want to see all the data right up front so I can gauge, you know, the success of it. It's really important. Yes. Another investment that you made um, that I think is unique to you guys is your virtual showroom. Can you talk a little bit about that and kind of point us to that as well? Sure. Um, well, we, we felt and certainly learned during COVID uh, that we needed more powerful engagement with clients with what I was just talking about in terms of what we can bring to the table right from the beginning, right through to the end product. So we're all, you know, most we're visual, you know, we're in the design business. There's there is the performance, the acoustic performance is very important. And we're working on tools to make that easier to understand in the space, too. But uh, certainly visual design is a visual business in many, many ways. And and so we felt that it was important to express what we're doing in the most compelling way. And, and virtual reality is something that we, you know, obviously this trend had been had started a while mm -hmm. ago and we felt it would be important for us to get involved in that. And it was largely because we come up with custom ideas, custom solutions that can fit in different spaces, but each space would be almost unique. So the first step in that is is to express in a way that is, is you know, very almost tangible, even though it's virtual, to bring them into a showroom space and have a look at the material. What's above me? How does it look from this angle? How does it look from that angle? And then understand what that product does. And so the virtual okay. showroom allow this to do that. So our entire product offering as it stands today with new products coming in is in a 15,000 square foot virtual showroom. You can tour the whole thing, including a, a virtual resource library for all the new colors. Is that on your website? Yeah, sorry. Yes. It's right on the homepage. We okay. first had it by and appointment only as, as you know, and that was fine because we yeah. had to get it out to our customers first and our reps, but now it's open to the public and we welcome anybody to go in and tour around. So. Okay. And I just want to remind everyone that Ezo board is E Z O B O R D dot uh, com. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So it's, you scroll so down the homepage a bit and you can go right into the showroom and tour around the little arrows will take you around and you know, have a nice yeah. tour. So you, you guys have the you you guys have the core, you know, acoustic panel that everyone else has, and then you've just supplemented it, you know, with with you know this customization capability. You also have the wood grain. Can't forget about that. And um, you've got some mm -hmm. really cool new designs coming. That um, I'm not sure how much you can talk about that, but I'm really excited um, to see those roll out this year. Mm -hmm. um, after yep, the 20, along with 20, the uh, mm -hmm. yeah the sunset collection that just came out. Um, mm -hmm. or is coming out. And then I, I did want to, before we um, uh, wrap up here, I did want to mention um, industrial solutions. So a lot mm -hmm. of people think about these colorful acoustic panels and these nine millimeter, 12 millimeter panels. And you know you don't really expect to see that hanging in an Amazon warehouse or in an industrial setting, but those places also have a lot of acoustic problems, right? You've got this mm -hmm. machinery going and boxes and tape and all of this stuff mm -hmm. happening and a lot of people in there. And again, these are like concrete boxes. So can you talk mm -hmm. about acoustic and in industrial acoustic solutions? Yes. Uh, it's, um, it's certainly a big part of the market. And it's interesting because as we got into thicker, more high performance acoustical materials that we could produce ourselves, um, it, we kind of uh, became aware of that as, as, as a, I don't want to say a sub industry, but certainly a subcategory of the acoustics business and a very important one in terms of volume. Um, what's interesting to see is that uh, it is performance driven, more so than design driven. 
So, you know, performance goes for sound absorption characteristics, like in terms of NRC value, and it's up there. It's usually minimum 0.8, and usually they're aiming at somewhere between 0.9 NRC and 1 NRC, which is very high performance. And and then the thickness of these materials tends to be one inch or two inch thick and, and typically going direct to the ceiling surface up on a concrete deck or metal ceiling. Um, and and those are those are nice projects. And um, we've developed some proprietary uh, solutions through our discoveries in our R&D on acoustics based on the layers program in general. What works well mm-hmm. with what and how do you combine it together to get to those values? Um, and, and that's been interesting. So that's a big part of the our, our go forward, certainly in 2023 and beyond. And, and we're involved in some very large projects right now. Um, had we not been uh, had made the decision on our vertical integration step, we would still be in the same kind of level in a way with with the, the competitors. They're just importing, you know, three eighths and half inch thick sheets and they can't t- they're not in that game. Let's say it like that. We are. Yeah. And we're yeah. going to be yeah. going more more into that on the industrial side. It's very important. Yeah, because that industrial side is just going to grow as you get, you know, more of this kind of fulfillment. You know, we want everyone we want everything just in time. So, you know, that's that's only going to grow. And I think, um, you know, part of our job this year, too, is to draw attention to that that industrial acoustics category and, and help grow it. And using the word industrial is, is, you know, maybe one way to categorize it, but we don't yeah. necessarily mean to just pigeonhole it like that because what's yeah, yeah, interesting, yeah. we have a, we have, you know, there's some jobs that have come up where we've been specified and they're going into commercial environments. You know, like I can think of one large one that's, that's coming up that is a, is a bank, you know, it's their, their headquarters. And, and they you're decided, talking about the, the one to two inch kind of core yes, material, right? Going yeah. direct to a concrete deck because the architect, had designed this and they're going to leave the concrete deck. They, so it's not design driven, it's performance driven because, and they want the material just kind of disappear up in the deck. Right. So it's a very specific blend of gray fiber and white fiber and some black fiber to create uh, a kind of a concrete melange appearance. So you want it to disappear and just do its job silently, literally. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that makes sense too. So you also, you know, a lot of people think, you know, of these acoustics products as being this this decorative and functional thing, which is great. But you also have this, you know, um, this this blends in, so you can keep your, you know, open floor plan if you want it, um, or exposed, you know, deck as you're as you're describing it, um, and then incorporate acoustics without visually drawing, you know, your your uh, attention to them. That's right. So do, you do have plenty of design driven options. Um, but it's nice that you have, you know, strictly performance driven ones as well. That's, that's exactly right. Well put. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I want to redirect our listeners to easoboard.com, E-Z-O-B-O-R-D.com. Check out the, um, the configurator, check out the virtual showroom. Um, and then, uh, you know, Doug, thank you so much for coming on and, um, I will talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks for having me on Jessica. And we'll talk to you soon.